It's Wednesday, December the 22nd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Omicron gallops on, and Putin threatens the West. First, the world in brief. Joe Biden is expected to make 500 million rapid COVID-19 tests available to Americans starting in January. They will be mailed for free upon request. Currently, people must pay for them and seek reimbursement from their health insurers. On Monday, public health officials said the Omicron variant was responsible for 73% of new infections in America last week. Separately, the European Commission said vaccination certificates used to streamline travel within the bloc will expire after nine months if travellers have not had a booster by then. In Israel, the government said it would offer a fourth dose of the COVID-19 vaccine to people over 60. President Vladimir Putin warned that Russia will consider military action if it feels threatened by Western countries over Ukraine. Russian troops have been amassing at the border for weeks. Mr Putin claims that America has deployed weapons in Poland and Romania in response. He is also demanding unrealistic security guarantees from NATO, including a ban on Ukraine entering the group. Britain's Chancellor promised an extra £1 billion, £1.3 billion to the hospitality and leisure sector. Rapidly increasing infections have dampened festive trade, which is normally lucrative. Businesses such as pubs and restaurants will be eligible for a one-off cash grant of up to £6,000. The government is resisting new lockdown measures before Christmas. Gas prices in Europe soared to a record high on Tuesday after flows from a pipeline carrying Russian gas to Germany stopped. Some analysts have accused Russia of deliberately withholding gas supply amid its conflict with Ukraine. The Russian government denied any such connection and said, quote, This is a purely commercial situation. Ethiopia's government said it is clearing out Tigrayan rebel forces from two northern regions. According to a government spokesperson, the army has made, quote, considerable gains in reversing the occupation in Amhara and Afar. The Tigray People's Liberation Front, however, claims to have withdrawn from these regions as a step towards a ceasefire. China Mobile, which was booted off of the New York Stock Exchange a year ago, having fallen foul of Donald Trump's crackdown on Chinese telecoms firms, said it would sell as much as 8.8 billion US dollars worth of shares in Shanghai. That would make it the second largest IPO of 2021. It is also listed in Hong Kong. And fact of the day, 20 to 50%, the share of fish caught globally through illegal, unreported and unregulated fishing. And now, here's today's agenda. The Year in Review – The World Economy's Shortage Problem This week, we are looking back on 2021. Today, Business and Finance. 
For a decade after the financial crisis, the world economy's problem was a lack of expenditure. But in 2021, as governments stimulated the economy, spending roared back. Supply chains for goods that had been starved of investment struggled to keep up. Prices rocketed, spooking investors. The immediate cause of this shortage economy may have been COVID-19, but there are two deeper forces. First, the transition from coal to renewable energy, which is harder to store, left countries vulnerable to disruptions to fossil fuel supply. Second, trade policy is not always written with economic efficiency in mind, but in the pursuit of an array of goals, from imposing labour standards abroad to punishing geopolitical opponents. These forces are not going away, and politicians could easily end up with dangerously wrong-headed policies. They may lurch back to dirtier sources of energy or retreat to protectionism and state intervention. A repudiation of decarbonisation and globalisation may be the real threat posed by the shortage economy. The Year in Review The Venture Capital Boom In the past five decades, the venture capital industry has funded enterprising ideas, such as mRNA vaccines, that have gone on to transform the world. Seven of the world's ten largest firms are VC-backed. In 2021, venture investment hit an all-time high of 580 billion US dollars, nearly 50% more than was invested in 2020. Now, capitalism's dream machine is itself being scaled up and transformed as deep-pocketed investors such as private equity shops and pension funds pile into venture activity. This turbocharging brings significant risks, from egomaniacal founders torching cash to pension pots being squandered on overvalued startups. But in the long run, it also promises to make the industry more global, to diversify risk capital and to make VC more accessible to ordinary investors. A larger pool of capital chasing a bigger universe of ideas will boost competition, propel innovation and create a more dynamic form of capitalism. The Year in Review Evergrande's crisis and China's shortcomings. China's vast and opaque financial system has long posed a threat to its economy and the world. The agonies of Evergrande and other property developers in 2021 are a reminder of how hard it is to manage the risks. A government crackdown on debt in property pushed Evergrande to the brink of collapse. Other large Chinese developers are weighed down by five trillion US dollars of debts. The crisis could prompt a cleanup of bad debts, a loosening of controls over prices, including the exchange rate, transparency, and independent courts that can enforce property rights. Such a system would allocate capital better and rein in reckless borrowing. But the broad agenda of Xi Jinping, China's leader, is to reassert control over the economy, information flows, courts and regulators. Even if Evergrande somehow escapes calamity, 
The consequences of Mr Xi's policies for the long-term health of the financial system are only just starting to sink in. The Year in Review The Welcome Variety of Internet Businesses America still rules the global tech industry, broadly defined, accounting for 71% of the market value of listed firms. But a different pattern has emerged in the part of the technology industry that focuses on providing internet services to consumers, such as e-commerce and digital payments. This sector is far less American. This was apparent in 2021, with a rush of flotations from internet firms in emerging markets, such as Grab, which services Southeast Asia, and India's Paytm. The success of these non-American firms is cheering. They boost competition and innovate to solve local problems. They also come with less geopolitical baggage. Risks remain. Some countries may be tempted to shelter their local heroes from competition. Capital may dry up. Even so, the odds have receded of a global army of smartphone users all tapping an identical set of apps on their screens. Consumers should welcome the flourishing variety. Winter Quiz, Week 2 The battle with our baristas continues. As in week one, we'll serve you a new question each day. On Thursday, your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include a mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Wednesday. What is the name given to an upper lip with a pronounced double curve? Finally, here's the quote of the day from George Eliot, who died on this day in 1880. Blessed is the influence of one true, loving human soul on another. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.